Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Do you ever grind your teeth? Or in your sleep? Or do you know anybody who grinds their teeth in their sleep? Uh, and do you, like, does a partner or a loved one or a child grind their teeth in their sleep? Or has anyone ever said to you, come here, you grind your teeth, something terrible in your sleep? I wonder why that happens. And I wonder, could it cause problems? Eamon Murphy is a dentist in Douglas, uh, specialising in disorders of the jaw. Eamon, good morning. Good morning, PJ. Good to have you on the programme. It's an interesting one, isn't it? You, you discover it about people quite by surprise. Someone falls asleep and they start grinding. Why, first of all, do we start to grind our teeth when we fall asleep? Well, it's, it's, it's multifactorial, PJ. There's lots of factors um, there's genetic factors, there's dietary factors, um, but the big factor, the big factor today is stress. A lot of people will hold a lot of tension in their jaw, and they will grind at night, and they will clench their jaw muscles during the day. And how? I mean, do we know we're doing it, or is it entirely unconscious to the person who's asleep? Oh, it's typically completely uh, subconscious. Most people who grind are not at all aware that they would grind. It only becomes a problem for the most part because the sleep partner cannot get good quality sleep because they're listening to it. Yes. Um, the symptoms then are, are hugely varied. So some people who grind, and it, it's important, I guess, PJ, to distinguish between tooth grinding from jaw clenching. Um, tooth grinding occurs typically during sleep where a lot of people will internalize a lot of tension in their jaw during the day. And the, the net effect is you can overload your jaw or you can overload your teeth. And it can be quite significant. Some patients who grind, they'll develop and generate so much force between their teeth that they can crack a tooth, a perfectly healthy tooth. Really? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I wonder uh, you wouldn't wake up if you're clenching so hard. And some people will. So when, when, when it becomes quite... When the forces become quite significant... Some people will wake up with it with tension in their jaw. They might wake up with a headache in their yeah. a headache or pressure in their jaw. So, if it's pointed out to you, or if, like you said, the pressure wakes you up, if it's pointed out to you, how do you go about tackling it? Do you have to get to the bottom of why first? Uh, yeah, it's all about understanding the condition. So, in some cases. There is a very clear genetic component and and there are 
many members of certain families who will all grind their teeth. And there's so it, they possess the gene for tooth grinding or bruxism and, and they'll all grind. More recently, stress has become a big issue and a lot of people are grinding because of they hold tension in their jaw. Some people hold tension in their neck or the people hold tension in their back and mm-hmm. some people hold tension in their jaw. So this is kind and of the, the body's way of trying to wring it out, as it were, during the night. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, thankfully most people don't have any major clinical symptoms, but some people will develop, you know, some people will develop a lot of pain. Some people will crack multiple teeth. Mm. Some people will develop, you know, uh, problems with the mechanics of the jaw. The jaw might click. They might develop limited opening. The jaw might lock. Mm. You could develop problems in what they call the TMJ, couldn't you? The temporal mandibular joint, that hinge. Yes. So the, the TMJ is the jaw joint. Um, and it sits right in front of the ear. And when you clinch, typically when you clinch, you generate a lot of pressure in that joint. Mm. And a lot of people who develop problems with the TMJ, the difficulty is making the diagnosis because it's so close to the ear that it can be, it can kind of masquerade as an ear problem or an ear infection. A lot of my patients would, they would, by the time they get to me, they've already been in with their GP thinking that they have an ear infection. So, it's important then to differentiate kind of TMJ pain from ear it, pain. Isn't there a little bit, and I, I know a small bit about this because I have a chiropractor who who, who studies the TMJ as, as part of what she does, but like, isn't there a ball of muscle around the joint and that can get sore and you might confuse it with an ear infection? Absolutely. So yeah, the jaw muscles um, extend down into the jaw from the TMJ and up into the temple and Again, when the jaw muscles get tender, you can get a pain in your jaw or you yeah. can get a headache. Yeah. Um, wow. So can you prevent grinding or can you stop it? In a word, no, but you can manage it. You can manage it by, you know, number one, you've got to manage the daytime behavior. So if somebody is subconsciously tensing their jaw muscles during the day, you have to make them aware of the behavior. They need to recognize what's considered normal. Yeah. They need to recognize when they are clenching so that they can limit the clenching. And, and daytime clenching is manageable. Mm. Mm. So if it's if it's purely a nighttime grinding problem and there is a lot of symptoms from the nighttime activity, sometimes we would fit a jaw splint, especially if somebody is cracking multiple teeth. Mm. Mm. Crikey, I can't imagine how painful that must be. Yes, and and obviously then the, the condition is very much influenced by environmental factors and without question, COVID has had a huge effect on the, the psychosocial environment and some people who would have been mild clinchers or mild grinders pre-COVID, yeah. they're now developing more symptoms because... That's... But all of this is manageable and it's, yeah. it's manageable, you know, you know, we, introducing daytime behavior strategies, introducing simple jaw-specific relaxation strategies. And it all depends on the severity of the condition. So most people, thankfully, have mild symptoms. But some people will develop more severe symptoms. And as the severity increases, the the challenge to treatment increases. And we, we need to use more tools then to manage those kind of more severe and chronic cases. Right, right. Uh, here's uh, just some a comment to come in. My daughter actually keeps us awake if you're anywhere near her. 
um, her gr- she grinds. Is that, is that is that normal? Is is noise normal, as it were? Noise is very normal, especially in young children. You know, the studies would show that you know fifty to ninety percent of children grind their teeth. It's very common in children, but thankfully, there's no cause for alarm because most children will outgrow the habit. Oh, really? Okay. Thankfully, yeah. So most children will 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 grow out of the habit and. Okay. It's only when symptoms develop during the teenage years that most, you know, typically when young children grind their teeth and you're listening to the grinding at night, Mm. very rarely will young children develop symptoms. It's quite, it would be very unusual. Now, they might develop signs such as wear on their teeth, but it's their baby teeth typically. And generally, those teeth are poorly innervated, so they're not going to develop a lot of tooth sensitivity or, or jaw pain. Thankfully, I have you. I have you. I have you. It's the adult teeth you need to you need to watch. Um, now, is it associated in any way, Eamon, with sleep apnea? We discussed a lot of sleep about sleep apnea on the program last year, and a listener just on on the on the phone there wondering has it any connection to sleep apnea? Sure. Well, it's it's multifactorial, and anything that can disturb sleep quality, such as sleep apnea. Uh, can contribute to sleep bruxism, the nighttime sleep grinding. So for the most part, what I think you're telling me, especially in children, for the most part, it isn't anything to really worry about, just to be kept an eye on. Absolutely. And if you're concerned, obviously contact your dentist, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And it typically is something that would be monitored. and, And once patients, I guess, understand the condition and understand that, their child will not develop symptoms. Usually, that's all that needs to be done. Yeah, it's yeah. only when you know. It's only when the permanent teeth are being damaged. It's only when patients are developing pains in their jaw yeah. or they're cracking fillings. Yeah, I remember that when we did, isn't. when we uh, cracking fillings. Oh God, I, I never mouth full of them, so I, I know what that would be, would be like if you had. If be, like we talked about apnea last year, Eamon, and. I was amazed at how the subject snowballed and how many people were affected by it. Would it be something similar with grinding in that we genuinely don't realise how many people grind almost habitually? Oh, absolutely. 100% PJ. Sleep, you know, sleep apnea is quite prevalent in the general population. A lot of patients aren't aware that they would have it. You know, they might have daytime fatigue. They might put it down to being busy at work. And, mm. um, you know, they, they might also be snorers and you know, they may always have been a snorer and they may think that's normal. But mm. you're right, you know, sleep apnea, sleep bruxism or sleep grinding are quite prevalent in the general population. Mm. Um, and a lot of people who have sleep grinding or tooth grinding, uh, was- they would have had it for a long period of time and they may not have, they may not have they may not have any symptoms from it, so they may not give it any major I got you. consideration. Yeah. There was a, and I think it's probably a, a, an old wives tale, uh, that if a child grinds, they won't ever snore. I think that's a myth, is it? Uh, that's, yeah, that's a myth, yeah, yeah. And there was another myth, actually, PJ, that um, if a child grinds, you would give them a worm dose. Um, oh, yeah, I remember yes, that one. Yes. I remember that so, one. Mm, so, um, 
you know, and, and that was very common, and that was quite, you know, quite common. Uh, that you know, I've heard, I've had patients who've come to me and they've given their children a warm dose because they've been listening to excessive grinding at night. Crikey, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you say, like you say, it's it's rare in children, and and they usually do, or it's common enough, but they usually do grow out of it. And it's only when the adult teeth arrive that you you might need to be in any way worried about it. If you are worried about it, I take it a visit to the dentist is is the first port of call. Yeah, the dentist is the first port of call, and generally the dentist will give good advice and they'll assess the problem. Um, and, and and instigate some, you know, treatments. Um, but, yeah, the dentist is always the first port of call. So what kind of ways would, I mean, if, if someone had a problem and, like you say, were, were snapping fillings or, or even worse still, cracking or breaking teeth, like, how do you go about dealing with that? Where do you start? Well, the first thing is you have to introduce a very structured daytime kind of behavioural programme. The, 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 the the person needs to recognise what's considered a kind of a relaxed jaw. And the difficulty is a lot of us hold tremendous tension in our jaws without being aware of it. Mm. We only become aware of the problem when we develop symptoms and it's kind of almost too late. So introducing a daytime programme, jaw stretching exercises, using simple relaxation strategies for the jaw during the day. But if they are cracking teeth or cracking fillings, generally the recommendation is that they would wear a, a jaw splint. And the jaw splint is essentially a removable brace that they would wear over their teeth. So as opposed to grinding down on their teeth and cracking their teeth, they would grind down on the splint at night. That sounds like it's very uncomfortable. Yeah, well, you know, most patients will get comfortable. We we'll get used to it. It's a bit like a sports guard, but it's kind of more heavy duty. Yeah, yeah, and it just just to keep you from from damaging your teeth. Could could swollen gums be a symptom? Um, swollen gums typically not but you can get like if somebody clenches aggressively and the forces are through the teeth into the gums it's not at all uncommon for patients who clench aggressively to get a pain in their gums yeah yeah um like that, that if your gum if you if you have a swollen or a sore gum that you might clench it to try and relieve pressure sure, or something absolutely yeah. Yeah, sure that can happen, and it's and again, clenching though, isn't it? That's that's yeah. You're you're reacting to this. You're reacting to the to the swollen gum by kind of clenching your jaw. Um, that wouldn't be uncommon. And and again, reactive clenching. People with kind of chronic pain, let's say chronic back pain or chronic pain in other parts of their body, because they're in pain, they might then consciously clench their jaw because of the pain elsewhere in the body. And that, and that, that wouldn't be uncommon either. Has Botox ever been used to treat clenching? Botox, yeah. You know, Botox is one of those things that has been used to treat lots of things now. Isn't um, yeah. Um, you know, it is. And it, it would be used in the management of kind of more refractory clenching or grinding. What's it that certainly thing? wouldn't be... Well, it, it wouldn't be first line, PJ. It wouldn't be second line. Sure. You know, you, you always do the simple treatments first of all. Sure. Um, um, and but there certainly is a there certainly is a a place for Botox in the management of some of the more chronic and refractory kind of tension and grinding problems. This is where a person is doing damage and and painful damage. And and when they have been treated 
with the more conservative behavioural strategies, first of all. Gotcha. Yeah, more. Lastly, uh, Eamon, and thank you very much for your time. Someone's saying here, would would a, would a, a mild dose of Valium help if it's stress-based? Uh, for sure, you know. Now, we don't like to use kind of the... the Valium is a benzodiazepine. We don't like to use medications like sure, that on, a, sure. on an ongoing basis. But certainly if somebody, um, let's say if somebody had, uh, like for instance, I had a patient who was getting married there a couple of weeks ago, PJ, and she was clenching really aggressively. She was quite distressed. She had a lot of pain. And time was of essence, and I didn't really have a, a huge amount of time to um, to introduce a more structured kind of treatment program. But in a case like that, you could put somebody on low dose Valium just to kind of get them over that gotcha. kind of that gotcha. hump and make sure that their jaw is not, yeah. you know, sore on the day of their wedding. But, uh, but long term, you wouldn't you use Valium. Would. You know, Eamon, thank you very much for your time this morning. I think it's such a common thing that uh, a bit like the apnea, we don't realise just how many people do it. And if you are doing it or if a loved one is doing it and you're concerned, then contact your, de- your dentist for advice. I think that's the that's the message, isn't it? That's the message, absolutely. All right, Eamon, thank you very much for your time. That's uh, Eamon Murphy, he's a dentist based in Dublin, uh, specialises in disorders of the jaw. Quartz 96 FM. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.